Hello and welcome to Stories from India, a podcast where we talk about myths, legends and folk tales from India. I'm your host Narad Muni and I'm a mythological character myself. I have the gift of eternal life and knowledge of the past, the present and the future. By profession, I'm a traveling musician and a storyteller. So the way I'm doing my job is by podcast. In this episode, we are going to do a story of Thenali Raman. We'll see why you should always read the fine print when signing up for a bet of any kind, especially against a weasel. And I don't mean a real weasel, just the allegorical one that represents a sly and sneaky person who'll stop at nothing to deceive you. We've done a few different stories before of Tanali Raman. You don't need to have heard those, as most Tanali Raman stories are standalone. In the stories that we have covered, in episodes 2, 3 and 19, I might have given the impression that Tanali Raman was a person with no empathy whatsoever towards animals, whom he treated very poorly for selfish reasons. Let me correct that by saying that in reality, Tenali Raman treated everyone poorly for selfish reasons, not just animals. Our story begins with Tenali Raman on holiday. I guess constantly torturing animals and tricking people out of bags of gold is taxing enough that Tanali needed a vacation from time to time. So he packed his bags and went off to a nearby vacation town. It was a typical medieval Indian vacation town. Which meant there was pretty much constantly a carnival or two in town. And by carnival, I mean a traveling amusement show or circus or funfair, not the line of cruise ships. And when Raman and his wife Sharda stepped into town, what a carnival they saw. Sharda marveled at everything she saw and giggled excitedly. She wanted to try every single thing. The cotton candy, the caramel apples, she also wanted to play every game and go on every ride there. Raman was getting the feeling that he would soon go bankrupt at this rate. And so he began to apply some serious thinking. He was clever enough to spot all of the scams and to help Sharda avoid them. He helped her win teddy bears, despite the dishonest milk bottle toss the rigged basketball toss, and the wheel of misfortune. Feeling proud of himself having saved a few rupees, Tenali, the miser and the egotist, couldn't help gloating. And when you're in a gloating mood, you tend to spread out from your original topic. He remarked to Sharda, Look at that gorilla in the cage. An obvious fake. It's a man in a gorilla costume. 
How do you know it's a man and not a woman? Asked Sharda. Tenali had no answer to this. So he quickly ignored her and changed the subject. Loudly. And that magician over there, he is using a walkie-talkie and his associate is feeding him all the answers. And that weightlifter pretending to lift the 400-pound weight? Pooh, he's just a weakling. Of course, when he said all this, he was clearly audible to the magician, his associates, the entire backstage, the weightlifter, and indeed half of the people at the carnival. The glares from most of them were making Sharda uncomfortable. She urged her husband, Raman, keep quiet and go, go away from here. Go get me another caramel apple or something. Just a minute, thundered the weightlifter. Let's call him Balwan. Balwan continued, You think I'm a weakling? Sharda was now poking him with her elbow, but Raman didn't care. Of course, and I'll say it again, you, sir, are a weakling. A crowd began forming around them. There was some excitement in the air. Were they going to witness a fight here? Except, on second thoughts, it wouldn't be much of a fight. It would be clearly one-sided. Balwan asked, If I am a weakling, I suppose you can tell me who a truly strong person is? Of course I can, replied Roman. Sharda, just stop pinching me. I got this, okay? Go get your fortune read or something. And go to the 50 paise weight machine, not that fake palm reader. Now back to you. Balwan, he continued, after pausing to read Balwan's name tag. You wanted to know who a truly strong person is? Well... You're looking at him. Everyone around them looked back and forth between the incredibly muscled Balwan, whose biceps had biceps of their own, and the puny Tanali Raman, who had nothing of importance to show other than his beer belly. And everyone burst out laughing. Five minutes later, when the laughter died down and everyone was quiet, Balwan realized that Tenali was actually serious. Other game operators at the carnival had picked up on this enough to think that Tenali would make a great mark. One of them, who was a face painter, patted Tenali on the back with his hand covered in chalk. That would leave a mark on Tenali that other dishonest operators could pick up on to squeeze more money out of this target, who was obviously crazy or gullible. All right, here's a challenge then, Balwan said. Carry this 400-pound weight on your shoulders. Look, 
Don't insult me, Tenali replied. That 400 pound weight, it's just too light for me. I want something bigger. Sharda, meanwhile, had quite given up on trying to convince Tenali. She was now trying to keep a distance from her husband. She was embarrassed. Who would not be? I've got it, Tenali said. Why don't I carry that hill over there? That settled it. No one had any doubts any longer whether Tenali was crazy. Tenali continued. I'll carry that hill, no problem. I'm still waiting, said Balwan. You're just all words and no action. Oh yeah, Tenali asked. How long did it take you to start lifting this 400 pound weight? Three months, Balwan said. Well, Tenali said, you have to admit the hill is at least twice as heavy as your weights. If that's the case, I need six months to prepare. And at the end of it, I will gladly hold up the hill on my shoulders. Want a bet? A thousand gold coins for the winner. You're on, Balwan said. Not that I don't trust you, Roman. But you need to put the amount in escrow. A lawyer was called over. A contract was drafted and both parties agreed to honor the deal. Raman got a few more things out of it. Free boarding and lodging and food and anything else he needed to prepare. The villagers and carnival staff would chip in and pay for the privilege of seeing Balwan rub Raman's face in the ground. And their money would double when Raman would have to pay up. Now that all that was settled, Raman and Sharda moved into the penthouse suite in the tallest building in the village, which had all of two floors. A fine mess you've gotten us into, Sharda complained as soon as she was alone with Tanali. Now what are we supposed to do? Trust me, Sharda, this is a nice holiday. In just a few weeks' time, we'll be richer. A thousand more gold coins. Imagine. For now, let's just enjoy the lap of luxury. That did not make Sharda feel better. But Tanali didn't say anything further. In the other camp, Balwan was absolutely confident that he would win the thousand gold coins. He was throwing parties and celebrating already. After several months of this, finally the big day approached. The villagers had gone all out on this. They had posters everywhere, announcing that Tenali Raman was going to lift a mountain. Talk about making a mountain out of a molehill. Balwan 
the serpent or village chief and indeed the entire village and the entire carnival staff was there thenali raman arrived fashionably late i am ready he said okay we have been waiting 6 months just do it already shouted back the crowd thenali raman calmly walked to the very center of the crowd facing away from the hill he was supposed to carry he knelt down held his arms out towards the side and announced to the crowd ready when you are go ahead and put the hill on my shoulders what gasped balwan the serpent and indeed everyone present i am ready to hold the hill up just go ahead and place it quickly i already feel my strength beginning to fade and then the villagers and the carnival folk began to realize exactly how they had been tricked tenali had only agreed to carry the hill on his shoulders not to lift it up in the first place he had made a subtle distinction between the words lift and carry lifting the hill would have involved raising its position but carrying it merely meant supporting its weight so that it wouldn't fall off of his shoulders assuming it was already there tenali had finagled in a clause in their agreement that made it the villagers and carnival staff's responsibility to prepare everything for raman since raman's responsibility was to just carry it you could argue that lifting the hill was a step in preparation for carrying it which raman was responsible for raman had carefully worked it in as part of the logistics clause which the villagers and carnival staff had interpreted as meaning feeding sheltering and entertaining raman and sharda ahead of his gargantuan task raman's defense was ironclad the villagers and carnival staff couldn't prove that raman would not be able to carry the hill and so raman won the bet a thousand gold coins short you can bet the village and the carnival staff were not happy about it but that's raman in a nutshell for you he managed to get a very nice holiday he was fed clothed sheltered and entertained for months and he got a thousand gold coins for it it did not matter that the villagers and the carnival staff had taken out a second mortgage on their homes just to raise the capital for the bet that they were absolutely sure of winning raman the greedy miserly and sneaky person made them pay the entire amount and he kept it all for himself that's all i have for today a couple of notes on the show balwan is the hindi word for strong raman's behavior might remind you of 21st century finance moguls 
who offer to join you in your journey to prosperity provided you carry their burden as well as yours i've linked previous tenali raman episodes on the show notes check them out raman was quite a learned man he could fluently speak eight languages it's a shame that he used all of his talent towards torturing animals and tricking people out of their money his one saving grace is that often he would trick rich people but as we saw in today's example that was not a rule the practice of marking somebody with chalk on their backs at a carnival is a real one and that's the origin of the word mark as in target of a scam that's all for now in the next episode we'll switch back to the panchatantra we'll do a story that may have inspired another very famous story that is now part of aesop's fables if you have comments or suggestions or if there are particular stories you'd like to hear please do let me know by leaving a comment or a review on the site sfipodcast.com or tweet at @sfipodcast you can also find me on instagram and facebook be sure to subscribe to the show to get notified automatically of new episodes thanks to all of you listeners for your continued support and your feedback the music is from purpleplanet.com that's purple-planet.com i'll see you next time <laughs>